Welcome to Close It Now, an HVAC sales training podcast with Sam Wakefield. Here, we'll build your reputation in residential HVAC sales to be the expert influencer in your market. You'll get insight into the top minds in the industry as they share their skills and hacks to help you on your journey. This podcast isn't just about selling more. It's about understanding your customers' needs and building efficiencies behind the scenes so you can sell more but work less while being top of mind when people think HVAC. Now, let's get started with your host of the Close It Now podcast. This is Sam Wakefield. All right, back in the studio. How are you doing today? Drive Time University is in the house. I'm so excited because there's so much going on. So much is happening with Close It Now. I am about to be everywhere. So uh, watch out. Some of the biggest moves that have happened in this company with uh, that I've done so far. I'm about to be all over the map for HVAC and solar sales training. So Sam Wakefield here, excited to be back, and it is a new day, it is a new month. What are you doing with it? I actually, if you want to help give some ideas for what these podcasts cover, I am open to your questions. Uh, Let me know. I want to know what you're struggling with. What are you currently seeing in the marketplace? I'm all all over the country doing trainings. But I'm not always in your town. So if you have a question about something, that means someone else probably does also. So email me, sam at closeitnow.net, or join the Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search Close It Now, and it'll come right up. Join the group. Um, Every Periodically, I put in a post that says, hey, I'm about to record a bunch of podcast episodes. What questions do you have? What are you struggling with? What do you want me to cover? So this one is one of those. What do I do when I'm the first quote in, right? When I'm the first one, what do we do? Well, we sell it. That's what we do. <laughs> and we're going to we're going to talk today about how to navigate that conversation, how to handle that and and help the homeowner see that you're the solution no matter what. Now, there's a lot of elements to that, but I'm going to give you some of the pieces and parts to um, in psychology to help them understand what's really going on. Uh, so that is today's episode. So thanks for joining me. It, it is going to be a good one. But let's start off with the what's in your cup today. What is in your cup? Uh, Drive Time University. I know you're out there crushing it. A lot of people listen in the early morning. Uh, which is great. That means usually there's a lot of coffee drinking going on. I'm a coffee fanatic myself. So if there are some beans, if there's something that you have locally, um, let me know about it. I would love to, I'm always on the lookout for a a new coffee bean, something that is different or unusual, or just that's really good. Uh, Something that's local to you that, you know, maybe I can't get here in Austin, Texas. So let me know. Message me. Let me know what that is. But today, what's in your cup was actually a fail. (laughs) We were given some coffee uh, by a friend of ours, and I will tell you, it turned out to be a dud. Um, You know, I was like, hey, where did this come from? 
And she was like, well, uh, you know, my mom gave it to me and she had this coffee as extra. Turns out it was like a local off-brand store brand, a grocery store brand of coffee. And it was so flat. It was the flavorless, uh, just like sour, gross um, coffee. So today's What's in Your Cup was brought to you by Epic Fail. So I hope your What's in Your Cup today was better than mine. <laughs> so um, let's get into something better instead of ending on on that. So um, stay away, word to the wise, stay away from the local store brand, whatever off-brand coffee that, that your grocery store has because it's you're probably going to be pretty freaking gross just like mine this morning. So I ended up um, not really with much caffeine in my system today, so that's no good. But moving forward, what do we do when the f- we're the first one in, when the f- we're the first one in the house? And there, we always you always hear those words, hey, I just want to let you know I'm going to be getting three quotes or I'm getting a, more quotes. I got to do my due diligence, right? That's what they always say. Got to do my due diligence. Okay. Nobody really understands what that even means anyway. Due diligence is research about a topic. Due diligence can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. So there's a handful of ways to handle this, and I'm going to walk you through. There's some that we do at the beginning, and there's some that we do at the end. Now, I will tell you this. When we're thinking about objections, objections come up because either you haven't closed the door at the beginning or during your process, or they come up because something you're doing or saying is planting a seed in their mind that causes the objection to come up later. So that's a, when you when you work with me one on one, or if I'm uh, come out to your company and I do a on, on-site training, that's a big part of what we work with and, and work out. Is if your team is consistently seeing the same objection over and over, I can guarantee you it's not your market, it's not anything else other than something you're doing in the process is planting the seed in the homeowner's mind that they have to ask that question. Now, instead of giving you tools to handle the objection, that is literally like treating the symptom, but not treating what is causing the symptom. It's not treating the actual disease or what's going on. The way to uproot that so you stop getting that objection completely is to handle it in the process so that that you know I, I can't really do that with you over a podcast where I'm just literally standing in my studio talking into a microphone but what I can tell you is think about that you handle that through debriefing one of the best ways to improve you know the goal is just to be one percent better each day than you were yesterday one of the best ways to do that is every single appointment if you sell it or not it doesn't matter as soon as you walk out, sit in your truck, sit in your car, whatever it is, and pull out your notebook. And I recommend doing this handwritten. I don't recommend necessarily doing this digitally because there's actual science behind locking in lessons when you physically write them with your own hand. The transfer of information from your brain to paper through writing it, it's a very tactile um, locking in those lessons. So that's why I recommend actually writing them down. Same thing with writing your goals and writing your, your dreams and your visions. But, but back to this, the debrief after the appointment. Sit, uh, take, and it just doesn't take very long. You have time in the day to do this. 
There's, there's no one that doesn't have five minutes after each appointment uh, to do this. And I understand. I know when you're busy and you're frantic and you have, it, this is way more than you should have, but I know what it's like to have five, six, seven, eight appointments in a day and have to get to them all. But this will increase your close rate, increase your ticket, increase everything about your numbers if you do this after every single appointment. So sit and debrief yourself sit for five minutes and go through and the ones that you didn't close in the house you, there's always that one place in the appointment where you lost them what happened where did the appointment go sideways where did it take a turn what question did they have that you didn't handle very well what response did you give was there a moment where things went sideways write that down now what you're going to do is you're going to start keeping track of these when things re treat them as once is never twice is always if something repeats it's worth handling it's worth diving into and focus on that one thing over and over and over until you eradicate that from your appointment now if you don't know how to do that if you don't have a sales manager or a peer or someone you can talk to reach out to me i do uh, free discovery sessions all the time to help people work through those little issues so reach out to me you can email me. You can find me on Facebook and message me. It's a great way to get a, get a get a hold of me, and I'll help you work, work through those. But more importantly, when we're debriefing ourselves, we're we're writing down the things you did well and the things you want to improve on. And as you make your list, what you're going to do is you're going to pick one thing at a time to improve on. And this can last for days. It can last for weeks. It can last for months. I will lit I will tell you literally um, where I, I mean right now I use when I'm in the field, I'm rocking somewhere between usually a 75 to 80 percent close rate because that's the level I'm at now. But my first two years, I can raise my hand and solemnly swear I did not ask for the sale for two solid years. That's how scared and terrified I was to actually ask for the money at the end of the appointment for two years. That was my thing. Every single time I debriefed, I would write down with big exclamation marks, damn it, Sam, you didn't ask for the sale. And before I went in every appointment, it's like working myself up. Okay, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to ask for the sale. I'm going to ask for the sale. I'm going to ask for the sale. And I would get to that part and then it would feel like a punch in the stomach and my gut would tighten up and I could not make myself say the words. And that was my that was my struggle for two solid years when I first started in 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 as a comfort consultant, as a project manager in our industry. So I'm here to tell you that every master was once a disaster. Do not let where you're at and you lose your momentum by comparing it to someone else's. You know, cha your chapter two, your chapter three, don't compare it to someone else's chapter 40 or 50 or 100. So that's the first thing. So do not lose that in comparison. But when you debrief yourself, write down two, three, four, five things that you did well, and then pick one thing that you want to improve on that you want to change. Just one thing at a time and stick with that thing. Have the in emotional intelligence to stick with that one thing Thing that you want to improve on until you have it mastered until you've got it to the point where you're it's part of your habits it's just become part of your system it's in your dna 
and it's what you do versus whatever it is that you whatever it is that you're changing right that one thing you're improving on when you get good at that okay great small celebration win high five yourself buy yourself an ice cream or whatever it is however you want to reward yourself and then move on to the next thing and i tell you i did that year month after month week after week year after year and and still do every single time i record a podcast i do that every single time i do a training i'm constantly recording myself and i'm debriefing myself how can i improve how can i get better because that self-analysis and self-evaluation in every element of your life is the only way you're going to improve but not you're not just going to improve you're going to improve at an exponential rate when you start to do this because when you start to uh, improve 1% daily, that compounds really quickly. Uh, so that's huge, 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 huge. So debrief yourself after every appointment. Now, let's get into the conversation about I'm the first one in the house. What happens there? So at the very beginning, we've got to start setting this up from early on. You've got to start that conversation. If they start the com- <clears throat> early into the intro, if they start giving you the, hey, listen, I just uh, want to let you know I'm getting other bids. You're the first one here. The One of the first things you want to do is handle that with some psychology surrounding. Uh, we're going we're gonna to turn it upside down on them. Because what they're trying to do right there is, I mean, we know and they know. They looked at, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 companies. Who knows how many? And we made the cut to be one of three or one of five or whatever, however many people they called. We made the cut. So that's where we can help them resell us to themselves right at the beginning. So when we hear that at first, it's going to sound something like, absolutely. Of course you are. No problem. You've got to do your due diligence. Do you mind if I ask you a question? So it's the permission. Do you mind if I ask you a question? They'll say, of course. Say, great. So, you know, there's a thousand companies in the area. Why did you call us to start with? I'm just curious. What, you know, how did we make the cut to get here? You know, you said you're getting, how many other bids you're getting? Oh, you're getting two others. Okay, to do three. What was the criteria that you went by that you even called us to start with? And then we listen. So we're helping, we're reframing the conversation into where into our frame we're taking it out of their frame of scarcity because they're trying to take it away from us so we're reframing it into the conversation surrounding why did you call us to start with and they're going to go they're going to say something about you were a referral from our friend or who knows that had a great experience they're going to say well and i've heard this so many times recently at the last two companies i've been with is well, we read all the reviews and you guys had some of the best reviews in town. Great. What about those like popped out in your head? Was it the rating? Was it the number of reviews? What, uh, what, you know, wh- why'd you call us? And so get them talking about the positives of the company. And then once they've basically asked two or three times, what else? Anything else? What else? Anything else? Have them list two or three things in positive. Because at the end of the day, guys, listen, it doesn't matter what we say. It matters what they say. And when, when they're, as soon as we get into that appointment, they're telling us the positives about our own company. 
they're selling themselves on why they called you to start with. So when you've gone through that several layers deep, you're like, what else? What else? Why did you call us? Okay, great. We'll ask them. And this is really important. So, and, and it's very, it's a soft close. And what we're going to ask is, do you think that quite possibly we might be the company you're looking for? And they're going to say, well, of course, or I wouldn't have called you to start with. Great. No problem. And then we're going to go smoothly right into our process. And if you follow the close it now sales system, the process then goes into what very first step is introduction. That's the reason we're here. So we're going to introduce ourselves and you're going to start playing. And this is really key. I'm just going to hit the highlights of the steps because it would take basically two full days to go through the system with you. Uh, it's not that complicated, but there's so much to it. But the highlights are once they agree that, yeah, I, you know, do you think that quite possibly we might be the right company for you? And they say yes. Okay, great. So then we go into our intro. And when you're doing, as you build an introduction, the one key component that you always want to have in your introduction is we've, you have to, have to, have to plant the credibility flag surrounding reviews. So that sounds something like this. And always use Google because it, in, in every single time I craft this with somebody, here's what it sounds like and here's what you want yours to sound like. So since you thank you for that, since you mentioned that you know, reviews were really important to you, and that's one of the reasons you called us. Proud to say we have, you know, we'll use the last company as an example, 600 Google reviews and a 4.9 star average. And listen, Mr. Homeowner, what I love about Google is you cannot pay them to get rid of negative reviews. So every single star we have earned. Now, what that did is that set up the credibility flag for later when we start to get other objections. So then go through your process because if we plan a, a, a massive credibility flag like that, and it doesn't sound very big right now that we, when we present it, but the, at the end, what all can we use it for? We can use it for getting three bids. We can use it like it could sound like this. You get to the end, and you've got to clarify before you start to handle that three-bid objection. You're the first-in objection. You've got to clarify. Say, Mr. Homeowner, so do you mind if you've, you've presented, you've gone through the numbers, and you've you've got to have narrowed it down to the specific project. And, you know, just through, well, I get that you're not making a decision right now, but hypothetically, if you were, what would be the best fit for your family? And the second you say, well, hypothetically, uh, I mean, and just while I'm here, you know, and the, your tonality is, it's no big deal. Listen, just while I'm here, so I know, if you were to pick one, what would this project look like for you? And they'll narrow it down. So, okay, well, you know, this one probably looks the best. Maybe it's the, you know, it's the variable speed, um, you know, adaptive cooling system. And, you know, remember we talked about, you know, making that room more comfortable and the allergies and asthma and respiratory issues. Um, all of that you would want to include also, right? Yes, right. Okay, perfect. So now that you've right-sized the system, here's how to use that credibility flag we planted at the end as one way to handle that three-bid conversation, especially when you're the first one in. 
So, and they're like, oh, yeah, I know, but we're still getting three bits. Okay, great, no problem. So, but hypothetically, you would go with this project, right? Right, okay, great. Well, do you mind if I ask you another question? Because we have permission again, it's a different section. They'll say yes. Say, you know, when you're looking at getting those other bids, do you mind if I ask you, um, and, and we don't even have to ask, we've already asked them if we ask them a question, we don't have to say, do you mind again? But then we ask them, when you're getting those other bids, are you either looking to make sure that you're getting the best value for the dollar, or are you just wanting to make sure that there's another, there's not another product or solution that could be offered that we're not covering here today. So that's the first thing is we have to clarify why they want to get multiple bids. Because most people have no idea. They, they really just say this because that's what dad did and that's what grandpa said to do. And they have no idea why they're getting multiple bids. So we have to start to clarify why they're wanting to get multiple bids. Is it that you're wanting to get the best value for your dollar or is it because you're wanting to make sure you're not going to FOMO, you're not going to be missing out on a product or service that we didn't cover today. And we've got to find out what that is. As soon as we've clarified that, then we can handle it based on what the response is. Now that definitely comes back to your certainty and showing them through your presentation that the problems they said they had, you, they can clearly see how your solution will definitely solve those problems. And then we've painted a picture of what life is going to be like after we've solved those problems. And the second we can do that, we're really not going to have a problem with three bids because th all they're looking for is the confidence and the certainty and trust You've cleared out the FUD, the fear, uncertainty, and doubt in their mind that your actual project is going to solve the problems. It's not about price at this point. So when we get there and we actually have them clarify, then we can handle it either way. So that is the first step to handling the three bids objection. Now, I'm going to, make, I'm going to do more episodes in the future about how to handle each of those, but that, that should get you on that path. Because the whole thing with handling objections is not about if they say this and me giving you a word track that's exactly to match the words they say, that is elementary. That's like basic how to handle objections stuff. You're here to become a master. The way to become a master is learning the psychology behind why people ask the questions they do. And then we can, I can show you the psychology behind how to answer and how to clarify with questions. So that's the real way. That's how all of the top performers are handling their objections. It doesn't matter what the homeowner says because all of the objections are going to fall into about three buckets. So I've got a bunch of episodes coming on objections coming up. In fact, this is giving me ideas, of course, for more episodes because there's so much to cover that I can't cover it in a single episode at a time. So thank you for sticking with me. But to recap real quick, it starts at the front of the appointment. We've got to have them agree to the fact that 
um, we made the cut or we wouldn't even be there to start with. Have them tell us, now when you were looking at those company, looking at all the companies to call, why did you call us to start with? You could have called a thousand companies. How did we make the cut? What criteria did we check off that got us here to start with? And then once they tell us back what that is, several times, you know, in several ways, what else, what else, what else? Then ask that question, do you think that quite possibly we might be the solution you have been looking for? And they will say yes. And now that has reframed the entire appointment to us instead of being, hey, I'm getting, and so their frame was, I'm getting three bids. I'm taking this away from you. You're going to have to beg me for it. It reframed the entire conversation into, um, yeah, you're right. You did make the cut, and I called you because of all of these positive attributes. So I'm agreeing with you right now that you definitely may be the right solution for my, me and my family. And the second they agree to that, let me ask you this, listener. Do you think that closing that at the end is going to be easier or harder? Uh, raise your hand if you know it's going to be a lot easier to close that at the end. If they've agreed at the beginning that, yeah, you've got all these amazing things. That's why I called you to start with. So if the end, if it turns into price, you're like, hey, remember those 600 Google reviews we talked about at the beginning and 4.9 star rating? Let me ask you this. Do you think we would have such an amazing rating with so many hundreds of neighbors just like yourself if we were out there taking advantage of people with price and they'll say no and then you agree with them absolutely not of course not so why don't we just go ahead and get on the calendar i mean there's no way we would have the those kind of amazing re reviews you know if we were out there abusing people with price we have a we have a fair price for the value we offer and can, and then we instantly take them back to can you clearly see how the solutions we're talking about today will absolutely solve the problems that you said you had and then they'll say yes and then have them restate it back to you okay but why though how how so and when they start telling you again all the positives you're like listen why don't we just knock this out and get it all, uh, get it taken care of let's get it off your mental to-do list and go ahead and get it taken care of for you and so we ask again and I will tell you, so many times right there is where the yes comes. Now, there's a lot more steps that I'm going to teach you and train you on how to, how to take. But is this making sense? Are you getting value from this today? Because I, I'm so passionate about handling things at the beginning so it's so much easier to handle at the end so you don't come off pushy. You don't feel like the, the salesperson that's selling used cars and what can we do to get you into the system, into the car today, drive you off the lot. Nobody needs that crap. What we need to do is ask, we have to reframe the conversation to the frame that we want it in and then ask the right clarifying questions. And the second we start asking more questions and clarifying this, when we're able to handle all of this and it doesn't feel like handling objections, it's just helping a homeowner navigate the uncertainty and the unclarity in their mind. And the second you can start doing that is the second your sales are going to double. I can almost guarantee that if you will put in the work and you actually say the words that I'm teaching you to say, you will get the results. <sighs> so that's the episode today. I'm passionate about this. Uh, we're going to rock out a lot of different how to handle objections coming up. We're rocking out personal growth. But I have a request for you. 
if you have ever gotten value from my podcast, I would love, it would help me out so much if you would go to the Apple Podcasts, um, the, the Apple Podcast um, area where my show is. And if you would leave me a five-star review, that would be amazing. I would love it. I would love you forever. Um, and then message me. Let me know you did. And I want to know what you're getting, what value you're getting from the show. How has this helped you? I know when I'm on site the people I talk to directly, but I know there's thousands and thousands and thousands of you all across the country, or not just the country, all across the world, in fact, that listen. Uh, so thank you so much, every single one of you. I see you, and thank you for listening. Let me know how, what kind of value you've gotten from this, because I want to know how can I best help you when you have a question or struggle with something, message me and I will absolutely record a podcast that covers that so we can help you and help thousands of others at the same time. So if you don't know, the September 27, 28, 29 of 2023 is the Profit Rocket event in Austin, Texas. You have to get there. I'm going to be a speaker on the panel. There's going to be some really amazing uh, just keynotes there. This is a no frills get shit done session. This this is not the your classic conference that's woo-woo and everybody's, oh, hey, this is how I did it 25 years ago. Let's celebrate my success. This is guys that are in the field every single day crushing it and killing it. I mean, Victor Rancour that's putting the event on, he grew his HVAC company from zero to $40 million a year in less than five years and he's one of the he's not even one of the keynotes at this event. So it is legit going to up take you to the next level fast and quickly. So get to the event, come meet me in person. I would love to shake hands with you and look you in the eye to and tell you how grateful I am that you've listened to this podcast and you are the reason I do what I do. So get to the event, email me sam at closeitnow.net. If you want to find out about my coaching programs, uh, also, if you want to find out about how you can get me to your company to completely revolutionize the way your company operates, let's double those numbers. The last place I was at, man, they, they had about a 40% close rate company average within a point or two between four people. We closed the week at 77%. This is literally the kind of numbers we see when I show up on site. And and weeks later, the numbers don't change. That's the best part because it's not about, you know, getting somebody fired up just to go do something. It's about literally changing the thought process and the way that you approach things. And if, you, if you've listened to this podcast very much, you know there's actionable items you can implement immediately, which is what I'm known for. Imagine all of those hitting your, <laughs> hitting your company at once. So super excited about that. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff happening. I've got a couple huge announcements that are going to be dropped at the Profit Rocket event. So I cannot wait for everybody to be there to hear what the announcements are. Possibly some of the biggest announcements of the event will be coming from Close It Now. So really excited about that. And otherwise, I hope you are out there crushing it. Um, thank you for listening today. I, uh, Like I said, I'm grateful for every single one of you. And man, go save the world one heat stroke at a time. 
Thanks for listening to Close It Now with Sam Wakefield. Subscribe to the podcast now so you're first to hear new episodes jam-packed with actionable tools and tips to make you the top HVAC professional in your market. If you have friends and colleagues who would like this show, share it with them and send them to our Facebook community for more in-depth discussion about the challenges we all face and how to overcome them on the Close It Now podcast.